Will you give the spoilers? I will not spoil without warning! Will you give the spoilers? I will not spoil without warning! Will you give the spoilers? I will not spoil without warning! The following podcast contains spoilers for The Rock! You have been warned! What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenzerman Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. That's me. That is him. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Oh, man, it, it goes good. I am finally, finally set up in the new room. Glad um, to hear and it. I'm Love not to holding, hear it. holding a mic uh, on a boom arm by free hand instead of it being attached to my desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does not uh, sound fun. Yeah, it feels feels good. It's, it's slowly getting there, um, which is super nice. I like to be one of those uh, people who move into a place and just try to get everything done as soon as possible. So I am also I'm, one of those people. I'm finally, I finished my room, and now I'm working on the loft, so I finally got half of it set up, and it, it's looking pretty good. Nice, nice, nice. We're looking voluptuous. In between setting up your new room, have you watched any movies? I know you watched one other, other than the two that we watched together. Yes, so uh, we had watched uh, 3,000 Years of Longing for a movie review. You can check it out. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike will talk about that, too, so get ready for that. <laughs> uh, on Saturday, I believe, like uh, I got kind of tired of uh, unpacking stuff, and I did a lot of shopping, and I just needed to unwind for a little bit. And there's this movie that's been in my Amazon Prime uh, watch list for a while now. Uh, called The Wave with Justin Long. And it reminded me, at least uh, from like the cover um, photo of it, uh, it reminded me of Comet. And I was like, oh, man, if this is like a fraction of how good that movie was, uh, I, ca- I can't wait. Yeah. Um, and lo and behold, it actually <laughs> wasn't that good. The only reason why it was actually good was Justin Long, but for the end half of the movie, it didn't really set up his really good like performing until then and it's like well then it's kind of too little too late yeah i was too little too invested in nothing (laughs) except for my phone for half of a movie and then it finally picked up and i'm like all right well it's not that bad but god it did it wait to get there yeah i feel like justin long is often the best part of very subpar movies he's so good i wish he he was in more man he's so good in so many things and then like the the movies themselves are just like eh or like bad. Yeah. But he's re- always good in them, and it's a shame he doesn't get. Man, uh, I mean, maybe he likes doing those movies, but it's a shame yeah. he doesn't get bigger roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had, he had even Die Hard. He was like really good in, but I mean, Die Hard was Die Hard. But yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I I love watching him, and you know, just wish he was in better stuff. Not that uh, that it's probably his choice, or maybe it is his choice. Who knows? I mean, Whatever. it's partially his choice. He can always say no to those things. <laughs> this but. is very true. Um, yeah. But then a uh, little Netflix uh, series came out, which uh, I was kind of excited for. I'm not going to lie. I only watched half of it so far, and so far, the, it's so good. Um, it's about uh, a good old fighting game that holds close to my heart very much called Tekken. Mm. And, uh it's pretty much um, in between the events, of, I guess, of two and 
three is when one of the characters, uh, his mom dies, and well, he goes to his grandfather, you know, to get taken care of, and instead that grandfather's an ass and just whoops his ass and tries to get him in fighting uh, spirit to kill Not the person good. who killed his mother. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's so far it's very accurate to how the game lore went, um, and I mean, so far so good. I'm enjoying yeah. it. Um, and I had to switch it. It was in English, and I couldn't stand the voices, so I switched to Japanese, which in the games, they're Japanese. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. well, it's got to fit. The yeah. main guy, Hihachi, is like this big fucking dude, and his voice in the English dub is... I'm not about it. <laughs> is this animated, or is it... Uh, yeah, it's an, it's an animated, animated one. Because I, I think they tried to do a live-action one, and it was... Not good. Yeah, I was I gonna say like I feel like I would have heard of a live action Tekken if it yeah. was made, but uh, animation um, often goes under my radar, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's, it's only six episodes. Uh, I'm on three, uh, going into four, um, and you know I can't wait to see where it goes. And then of course, watched The Rock, which we will get into in a moment. But yes. like, what the hell did you watch? Uh, well, I watched seven movies, which, you know, we last mm-hmm. recorded on Wednesday. It is now Monday, so that is uh, kind of impressive, I guess. Yeah. Uh, first, th- I watched uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, which we have a YouTube review for. Uh, George Miller, of course, directed it, starring Tilda Swinton, Idris Elba. Uh, it's about a woman who finds a genie lamp, and find out what our thoughts were on YouTube. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Then I am, uh, you know... Every father's responsibility is to indoctrinate his boy, his son, boy. to to like the sports teams that he does, because mm-hmm. uh, otherwise he's failed. And uh, I'm trying uh, to do that as well, watching as much Phillies as possible. Uh, when the Flyers start back up, even though they're probably going to be terrible, I will watch a bunch of Flyers games. You and I watched I watched Invincible with Mark Wahlberg, uh, which is the true story of uh, Vince Papali. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was a, a bartender who tried out for the Eagles, the Eagles, and made it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we watched that. Uh, and I can't believe I made the team, guys. <laughs> I mainly watched that because uh, the NFL season is going to start in a couple weeks. They've been doing It's also pre-season. just a good movie, too. It is a good movie, and it's about the Eagles, and there's a lot of... Uh, I, I, I just want to say right off the bat, I respect people who say Eagles seriously, not uh, ironically. I say it 100% ironically. Yeah. So that is not my accent. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, Greg Kinnear is in it. I feel like he gets overlooked. Um, yeah, good movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rewatched that. So uh, then I watched a documentary on the English band that I like called Idols. I believe I've shown you a few of their things. I believe so as well. Uh, I love them. They're great. Uh, This was called Don't Go Gentle, a film about idols, which kind of follows like their uh, uniqueness where like they don't consider themselves punk, but punk is like the closest thing you could probably can. uh, Yeah. They're not punk, but that's like the closest thing. Yes, it's the closest thing you could label them as, unless you want to get into like subgenres, which I don't know enough about. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but and like within there, like a lot of punk bands are aggressive, but their whole shtick is that they, uh, you know, are trying to talk about like vulnerable things, vulnerability, and all that, and. You know, cool. Soft punk. Yeah, so it's kind of like a... Exactly. Uh, although they are 
like if you look at them, they look like a very scary band. Uh, <laughs> Semi-soft. They all look like <laughs> they all look like people that would get into a bar fight with you at a pub in uh, England. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, it, it, but it, it's kind of like the history of the band and everything is pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. If you like the band Idols, I would check that out. It's on uh, Freevee, which is what IMDb TV is called now. They don't have IMDb TV anymore. It's just Freevee. Oh, they got um, rid of it already. Well, they just changed the name. They're rebranding, yeah. so it's not just IMDb. Uh, it's like it's the same thing, just called with a different name. Yeah. Uh, then for the 1001 movies you must see before you die, I rewatched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I had not seen that since it was in theaters in 2011, mm-hmm. and I still feel the same way about it. It's really, really strong for the most part, but I feel like it uh, drags on a bit, and sometimes the plot is a little too confusing for my liking. Yeah. Um, it's still really good film, great acting, uh, mm-hmm. but it does kind of get lost at, at points, at least if you're a dum-dum like me. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, that's on the 1001. That's going to be in the October episode because I'm trying to get ahead. Uh, then for the 1001 movies you must see before you die, I saw Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Love that mm. title. It's a great yeah. title. Uh, it's uh, That's going to be in the October episode as well. That is essentially about uh, this. The, the, the plot is that this... Uh, Mexican cartel leader finds out his daughter's pregnant and he puts a bounty on the head of the man that got her pregnant. Ooh. And Whoa. so it, it follows this one bartender who uh, is trying to find him because uh, he kind of got himself in too deep and will be killed if he doesn't find him. Hmm. Um, and it's real. I'm not going to say anything more than that. I, I really enjoyed it, but you'll have to find out more in uh, in October when I talk about that. Got it. Uh, then I watched the movie called Swallow, which is with Haley Bennett, uh, which is about a pregnant woman who has pica. For those of you who don't know, pica is this disorder uh, that causes people to just um, want to eat in uh, objects, like mm. not food. Like uh, like the first thing she eats is like a marble, then she eats a tack. And, like, and like drywall from My Strange Addictions or something like that? Yeah, yes. That's pica. You know, and the, like dirt. Just anything yeah. that's not food. If you have like a, a compulsory want mm-hmm. to eat it, that's pica. It's, it's, and so she's pregnant and she's got pica. What I didn't expect was this to be a kind of a conversation about the subtleties of uh, emotional abuse in domestic households. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought this was just going to be, hey, this watch this pregnant woman eat weird shit. And yeah. uh, it, it was that for a little bit, but then also, you know, there's more emotional stuff there. Uh, it's not a great film. I think it gets shit on more than it deserves, but it's, you know, it's not amazing. It's It's... Got strong moments, but then also a lot of weak moments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I gave it a two and a half out of five. Yeah, That's right not down too the middle shabby. For me. Yeah, not too shabby. I I would suggest people check it out. Who knows? You might like it. But yeah, it gets shit on a lot, and I don't I don't understand why personally. But yeah. that's just me. Uh, and then I watched The Rock, which we will get into right now. Ooh. Secrets have a way of coming back to haunt you. There's a hostage situation on Alcatraz. 
hostage. 81 tourist. The Rock's a tourist attraction. The one you train to defend you becomes your greatest threat. A battery of VX gas rockets is presently deployed to deliver a highly lethal strike on the population of the San Francisco Bay Area. And the one you abandon becomes your only hope. You go talk to him. Me? Yeah. Hiya. I'm an agent with the uh, F FBI. I'm Stanley Goodsby. But of course you are. At least he got his name right. Now, all that stands between a city and a disaster. The power of this chemical is way beyond anything you can imagine. That's why you're coming with us. Is a man who's never seen combat. You're a chemical freak. <laughs> I'm a chemical super freak, actually. And another who's been out of action for 30 years. Show us on the blueprints. I can't. My blueprint was in my head. Fortunately, some things you'll never forget. But don't worry, it'll all come back to me. A mild-mannered chemist and an ex-con must lead the counter-strike when a rogue group of military men led by renegade general threaten a, <laughs> a nerve gas attack from Alcatraz against San Francisco. Directed by Michael Bay, written by uh, David Weisberg, Douglas Cook, and Mark Rosner. Uh, it stars Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage, Ed Harris, uh, John Spencer, William Forsythe, David Morse. There's, there's so many people in here. John C. McGinley, mm -hmm. uh, Vanessa Marshall. There, there's a pretty heavy cast in here. Bokeem More than Woodbine, I... Tony oh. Todd, Candyman yeah. himself, Tony Todd. Uh, yeah. The list keeps going. It yeah, do. it does. It do keep going. Uh, much bigger uh, cast than I actually expected there to be. Normally yeah, it seems Michael like every Bay five minutes this. you're like, oh, look. Oh, it's that guy. It's, it's that guy, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's that lady. It's that guy again. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I picked this movie, obviously, because, um, you know, I hear this was one of the best Michael Bay films of all time, uh, if not ever, period. It's certainly uh, the most and, Michael Bayist films of Michael Bay films. Yeah, and one thing I must say about his... Uh, little uh, menage a trois of films is that he is uh, super duper consistent <laughs> and yeah. I, I have to give him credit on that no matter how you feel about his movies he's been consistent throughout all of the years uh and you know he's he's got an audience that loves him and that's that's for sure yeah. especially them transformers ones i see the problem i think with transformers he started taking himself too seriously yeah, like if Transformers were as goofy as this is, I think I would have enjoyed them more. But he, he takes themselves way too seriously, whether it was his decision or the studio's decision. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I saw this. Uh, actually, it was uh, I watched it in 2020, um, the week before you know everything shut down because of the pandemic. One of my coworkers let me borrow his DVD copy of it, mm -hmm. and because the office shut down that week. I didn't give it back to him for like an entire year, <laughs> even though I had it watched happens. it. Um, but yeah, it's I, I really had fun with this uh, the first time I watched it and the second time, obviously. Uh, it's definitely the Michael Bayist film of uh, of Michael Bay's career. Uh, everything from the heavy rain funeral to the to the <laughs> yeah. the l l low angle arch around the, 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 the character Dutchies. as he stands up. The American flags, the explosions. American flags. Yeah, it's, it's just filled. The hot women. Hot women, exactly. No matter where you look, it's you've got Michael Bayisms everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he started his career as a Victoria's Secret commercial director, I believe. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, th- he definitely did that. I don't know if it was the start of his career, though. But I know he I, did a I think lot of music videos. Yeah, uh, and that that makes sense because he kind of films like is a it's a music video. But uh, mm-hmm. you and I were kind of talking a little bit. This has quite a few uh, lines, uh, most of which I forgot because I didn't write them down. But uh, it's got memorable lines that you kind of hear people quote so much so that you don't really uh, realize that they're from The Rock until yep. you watch The Rock. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't fake that kind of No, and fame. Nicolas Cage <laughs> is just so good at qu- just being super quotable for just the dumbest, He's, angry... Yeah. He is monologues the, ever. Sorry. He, no, it's fine. We have to talk to over. He is the best at delivering bad dialogue. <laughs> like if you have bad dialogue in a script, give it to him and he will make it 100% believable for that character. Yeah. And I stand by that personally. Uh, but this movie is just so ridiculous. The thing that I like about it is that, uh, you know, Ed Harris, who is the main villain, while definitely doing shady shit and doing treason and everything has all the right intentions. Yeah. Uh, trying, trying to get proper payouts for fallen soldiers and everything. He is a bad guy that you, you root for, but is doing it the wrong way. Yeah. Like now if, if he by chance tried to decide to kill a bunch of government officials who didn't appoint the, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the money that the, the soldiers were supposed to get, you would definitely be on his side a little bit more than just going to like act like you're killing seventy thousand uh, just American citizens. Yeah, it, it it didn't feel right. To I mean, for for like governments and trying to you know negotiate with them to try to get money. Yes, absolutely, they're gonna be like, oh, we gotta get them American citizens. We're gonna try to get them the money. But if like if he, the one plot point I would change like straight away would be him just straight up threatening government officials. Because yeah. that would make just a more sense, and for his character, and you know the government would definitely be giving him money <laughs> right away. They'd be like, "All right, hold on now, yeah. you want how many billions? Gotcha. <laughs> Don't kill exactly. us, please." Now the yeah. citizens are twenty four hours. Please, can you do that? Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was one of the the villains that y- you kind of agree with, but in this, it went he went the wrong way of doing it, yeah. even though he didn't go through with it. Yeah, he he realized he, when he was defeated, which was admirable. Mm-hmm. But at that point, people on his team had already felt like they went too far, so they committed uh, the mutiny. So they just wanted to just straight up to their car. We're already this far. Let's cross the line. Fuck exactly, it. exactly. Uh, so there's a lot of really colorful characters in this. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, you have uh, Sean Connery as John Patrick Mason, Nicholas Cage, Stanley Goodspeed. Uh, who is your favorite character, and why is it the trolley driver? um well i might have to say it's charlie driver (laughs) because oh my god he was fucking hilarious like he kind of stole it for no reason i where's that motherfucker (laughs) i'm gonna kill him he ain't gonna be safe nowhere he has we're gonna crash save yourselves (laughs) oh my baby i I just gotta know whose decision it was to just let that man fly Whoever it was, give that person a raise and a promotion and everything. Because when I first it. watched this movie, I rewound that part with the trolley crash <laughs> ten times and laughed every single time. 
Dude, it's, it's it's so funny. It's so funny. It, it's it's still my favorite part. Like I was kind of because I had seen this before, and it's still pretty fresh in my mind. I was mm-hmm. kind of like half watching it, which I know you do a lot, but I I that's not something I normally do. I try to focus on things, come up with notes. But I stopped Just got a slight everything. ADD problem. It's not yeah, <laughs> no it's big fine. deal. I I I stopped everything I was doing just to watch that scene, and mm-hmm. still had a big smile on my face. But the, oh, that guy. Is Easily the best part of the movie, 100%. the way he steals it. Yeah, it's, it just starts off so chipper. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, good morning. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We're going to crash. And Save he just yourself. whips out the cuss wallet and starts pulling out all the dough. Oh, my baby. That's my, my favorite God part. Damn. Oh, my baby. Where's that motherfucker? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, he he's quite amazing, I must say. Oh, yeah, Honestly, stole the stole the show from Nicolas Cage for a hot second there. Yeah, yeah. If if he had been in it anymore, Nicolas oh my God. Cage if he would popped not be up at the like, end and fucking oh, <laughs> it just punched Nicolas Cage in the face. <laughs> yeah, or Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. That would have been so funny. What if it yeah. was like an after credit thing? It would have been great. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, look what you did, Michael Bay. You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not the best storyteller, so mm. although he did let that happen, so that, that I, you is know, very true. After I saw that scene, I forgave him for everything. I mean, I know his <laughs> movies; his movies aren't really like made for for people like me, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the demographic, but like I, I always have disliked Michael Bay. But when I saw that, I was like, "We're okay, Michael Bay. We're okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna be okay." <laughs> He's got some shining moments in a bolstering heap of shit sometimes. Yes. Yeah, he does. We'll say. Um, but yeah, um, it kind of kind of lived up to the uh, expectation, you know? Um, yeah. I, I expected goodness. I, I wasn't expecting greatness because, um, you know, it is Michael Bay. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're not the biggest Michael Bay fans. Uh, I like Transformers and... I don't. Pain and Gain a little bit. I like the first Transformers, I want to specify that um I don't. but every every other one is is ridiculous i, I think liked, the first transformers is horrible and then each yeah. one is more and more worse after that you're right there um <laughs> and i liked painting game when it first came out i don't know how i feel about it now and then uh, i haven't seen that but my biggest problem with that is that it it takes a real murder where the victims like yeah, families are true. still alive and turns it into a comedy Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's my biggest problem with it. I haven't seen it to know just how you know classless it is, but just the fact that that is what happened is kind of shady to me. Yeah, um, Armageddon's a guilty pleasure. It's so stupid. Armageddon, and... I think, is legitimately a solid film. Yeah, uh, the the Bad Boys One is good. Bad Boys and Two is stupid but fun. I was I was gonna say um, I haven't watched the Bad Boys in a long time, so I can't really put my mind to that one. Yeah, um, but as far as the, all of his movies go, this is definitely the best one, the most fun I've had fun with. Period. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just how suave Sean Connery is in this too. Right mm-hmm. from the get go, he's like, "Oh well, what's going on here?" Yeah, well, I guess I'm getting some room service, eh? <laughs> just straight charming yeah. Scottish accent. He just and, goes and deep the, into the it. The chemistry between him and Nicolas Cage is pretty great as well. Yeah. Like, they immediately have like their banter where they're both making fun of each other and mm-hmm. it's just it works really well in my opinion. Um and it's got great action sequences as well. Oh yeah. And uh, it, I don't know. I just it's 
hard to go into the specifics, but you know, I, I, I did have genuine, genuine fun with this and just, there's, there's a lot of laughable moments, um, more than I was expecting. Yeah. That's for sure. I would say my biggest nitpick with this, uh, is the ending. And, uh, that is just because the perfect finale for this movie mm-hmm. is the rocket man line. Yeah. Where Nicholas Cage asks Tony Todd, AKA Candyman if he is uh, familiar with Elton John's classic hit, Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes, I don't listen to that soft shit. And he goes, oh, oh, okay, okay, you don't listen to soft shit. Well, it's you. You're the Rocket Man. <laughs> and if you're he, the if, Rocket Man. It, and then he blasts him into oblivion. If that were the final part, it would have been perfect. But, you know, they kept going a little bit. And that's fine. I just feel like that was such a, like a... Uh, 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 a period at the end of a sentence, you know, it was just, it was all they really needed. And yeah. then they just kept going. And then instead they had their, their platoon moment where, yeah. uh, Nicholas Cage is sitting there with two flares with his hands in the air, just going, ah, yeah. I like how the guy there, they call the guy uh, the pilot to abort, but mm-hmm. he had already dropped the bombs, but the bombs didn't do anything except for just like send him into the ocean. Yeah, like, there blow was, up behind him and fl- fly was, ten feet. There was no point for that explosion other other than to have an explosion. And yep. <laughs> Got to have it for dramatic effect. Exactly. Oh, no, he's dead. No, he's not. He's yeah, he's, he's not, not dead. Come on. Not in a blockbuster movie. Are you kidding? They're all cowards yep. that don't kill people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And just um, happened to be everyone else died in this movie except for those two and the, the, the main characters don't die. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And not a you know single civilian meant. died, of yeah. course. But everybody else that went on that island is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love how any character... It's, it's so funny about his movies. is like he's got his goofy main characters, and it sets it up of just, they're, you know, they're just goofballs. Uh, but sometimes they're educated, sometimes, you know, they're not. And then it always goes into every one of his movies. It's just the government officials are serious, and it's serious business, and Mm -hmm. we're just getting down to seriousness right now. And then it cuts back to them, and they're like, oh, pigtails, I like your pigtails. Naughty. It's very naughty. Um, (laughs) Yeah, voluptuous, very nice. And then it (laughs) it goes back to government serious business. It's like a bunch of his movies do that, and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I don't in that sense, it's kind of like a slice of life because it's like simul- in the world, simultaneously hilarious and sad things are happening all at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, it all just comes back to man is very consistent, and I can at least admire him for that much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree. Consistency, uh, he's definitely made a brand. He's obviously rich as hell, so yeah. who cares what I think? Who, but, uh, who it's cares? Just, typically not for me, but I do enjoy this. Mhm. Mhm. See, I don't. I don't know what else I, I could talk about. Yeah, I don't really have anything else. So we could just get into the judgment. Let's get uh, into that. Yeah, no let's more. get into it. So as always, it needs to be unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden becomes a little shelf boy with explosions behind it and Sean Connery's hair, which not in style it's, anymore. It was uh, grunge. I apologize yeah. to Sean Connery's estate. Uh, I'm bad at accents. But anyway, Glenn, this was your movie, so you get to go first. Does this go onto the KFR shelf? Mm, I would funnily enough say, and you know, it's 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 a, it's killing me that I have to say it. I might actually put this on the shelf. It was genuine fun. Um 
And yeah. it is Michael Bay, and, you know, I, I'll give it to him. I'll give him this one. This one. He's allowed to have it. Yeah. Uh, it was genuine fun. I laughed. I giggled. I roared. I did all of the above. Um, yeah. I'm just genuinely surprised about it all. I mean, this movie, personally, made me go from hating uh, Michael Bay, not obviously not as a person, just hating his yeah. work, to being like, you know what? Okay, I'll give you that. And then mm-hmm. I, I decided to watch a few of his older movies. I feel like his older movies are better than his newer ones. They're um, much better. Uh, but, yeah, this is a really solid, dumb, fun action movie. Uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. And the trolley scene alone is worth putting it on the shelf for me, so I will also say <laughs> yeah. yes. Well, the thing about his uh, his 90s movies is it makes sense, or mate, mate 90s and early 2000s movies, they make sense to be there. Yeah. Like, that's just chaos happened in those that years. Was a, yeah, that was the style. It was like... Now it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a little silly now. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, the Rock makes it onto the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. And that brings us to our assignment for next week. It is Streaming Roulette Week. You know, honestly, when you first started suggesting that we do this, I was a little worried because I know... We have a lot of bad movies sometimes, but I kind of enjoy these weeks now. Yeah, they've they've been a nice little breath of fresh air, and, yeah. and helping me build a list of movies you haven't seen is, is really helping on these weeks. We <laughs> could just pick a random one. Exactly. So for those of you who don't know, the way that streaming roulette works, we spin a very real, very large wheel that is the size of Rhode Island, has mm-hmm. every single movie, streaming movie, on the wheel, and you spin it three times, and we pick the one that piques our interest the most. So, without any further ado, let's spin this very real Rhode Island wheel for the first time. <laughs> Drew Carey, spin it. Lombok. L-O-M-M-B-O-C-K. Lombok. It's on Netflix. On Netflix. That's good. That's good. That's good. 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, a German film? I'm going to go ahead and say yes, it is a German. Yep, language is German. Uh, yeah, country well, of Germany. A German film, huh? Happened for a while, at least. Uh, Stefan's back in Germany for a paper for his. Hold on, let me start that again. Stefan's back in Germany for a paper for his wedding in Dubai. His old friend Kai gets him in drug trouble. They try to help Kai's stepson, who works for drug dealers. Stefan meets an old flame. That's a very matter-of-fact plot that is synopsis. That a very matter-of-fact I was like, hey, <laughs> these are the three main beats. Yep. This is all you need to know. Hey, Written, here's the synopsis for you. <laughs> Written and directed by Christian Zubert, or Zubert, or Zubert, um... <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> Christian. I'm sorry. Uh, this is dr- starring Moritz Bleibtreu, uh, Dar Salim, Thomas Binder, Daniela Eck, uh, Lucas Gregorowitz, uh, Lewis Hoffman, and a bunch of other people that you, we don't know because we don't mm-hmm. really watch too many German movies. We're also um, not very German. Yeah, so that is Lambach. That is on Netflix. That is our first choice. Here comes spin number two. Hit me, Rhode Island. Oh, Prometheus. I know for a fact we've both seen this, right? We have definitely both seen this. Yep. Uh, 2020 or 2012. uh, It is going to be on Hulu. Following clues to the origin of mankind, a team finds a structure on a distant moon, but they soon realize they are not alone. 
directed by Ridley Scott, written by John Spates, uh, Damon Lindelhoff, and based on elements created by Dan O'Bannon, and it looks like there's more. Hold on. And based on elements also created by Ronald Chusette, uh, starring Numi Rapace, Rapace, Numi Rapace. I've never under, like realized how to pronounce her last name. I'm going to go with Numi Rapace. Uh, Michael Fassbender, Charlize Theron, Idris Elba, Guy Pierce, Logan Marshall Green, Sean Harris, Rafi Spall, uh, Emin Elliott, Benedict Wong. Oh, Benedict Wong. Love Benedict, Benedict Wong. Wong. Kate Dickey. Uh, and many others. Patrick Wilson's in there for, I forgot he's in there for a hot minute. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I love that, that is, man. I do too. Uh, I like pretty much everyone in that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is Prometheus. That is our second option. Here comes spin number Can you three. imagine, real mm-hmm. quick, that we picked mm-hmm. another Idris Elba movie this month? I like Idris Elba. He's great. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Spin number three. <laughs> Mon Uncle. Which I believe means my uncle in French. Oh, 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 this seems like okay. So you remember uh, Hula's holiday? Yeah. This is either a sequel or a prequel, or it's the same character. Hula visits the technology-driven world of his sister, brother-in-law, and nephew, but he can't quite fit into his surroundings. Is available on HBO Max, probably also Criterion Channel. Uh. Let me double-check that to be sure. So this is a sequel. It's a sequel. Ooh, so should we spin it again since we haven't seen Monsoir Hula's Holiday? Um, I was actually... I did put that movie on my watch list, so I was debating with the idea of maybe just knocking out a twofer, but I know you've got your whole thing uh, with you. Well, Monsoir Hula's... they are both uh, on Criterion Channel, by the way, oh, HBO wow. and Criterion Channel. Uh Last Holiday is on uh, the 1001 Movies list. I don't mind watching it. It's also an it hour might be and 20 a sign. minutes. It might be. The, a, well, it this might just be a sign, yeah. Mon Uncle is an hour and 56 minutes, so shall we do a twofer? We could do a double review. Holy a shit. double review. We haven't done that since... Probably like episode Ages. 30. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're, I guess we decided. So, yeah. our two picks are Monsoir Hula's Holiday and Mon Uncle. Uh, Mon Uncle is. I, let, I, me, I, let me real quick make sure that. The, the, I think there's a couple uh, of the Monsoir Hula. Yeah, it's probably like Mr. Bean or something. Yeah. So, that might be a bad idea. <laughs> I just spelled foams instead of films. Yeah, there's four movies. <laughs> I mean, we could still do the first two. Yeah. Unless you we just want to do one. No, I'm down for the two. Okay. So, Let's do two, and then maybe sometime in the distant future. We'll, we'll uh, do the other two. <laughs> we'll do the other two, if they're good. Yes. So uh, let me pull up Monsoir Hula's Holiday. Mm-hmm. So, our, our first movie for next week is Muswahula's Holiday. Muswahula comes to Beachside Hotel for a vacation and accidentally, but good-naturedly, causes havoc. Uh, and then Mon Uncle is... I, I know that's a horrible pronunciation for French, by the way. Muswahula visits the technology-driven world of his sister and brother-in-law and nephew, but he can't quite fit into his surroundings. It is uh, Both are directed by Jacques Tati. Uh, let's see... 
Uh, the story, I'm going to just name people on both. Uh, written by Jacques Tati and Henri Moquet and Pierre Albert. Uh, then Mon Uncle is written by Jacques Lagrange, Jean Lehout, and Jacques Tati. Uh, it is starring... <laughs> Come back and forth here. <laughs> Jacques Tati, Nathalie Pasqua, uh, Micheline Rolla, <laughs> Valentin Comar, and... <laughs> Jean-Pierre <laughs> Zola. You, it sounded like you sang that one. <laughs> Patois. Patois. Pasqua. Adrian Cervanti and Lucien Fragui. Again, apologize to anyone who speaks French whatsoever. Please mm-hmm. forgive my dumb American brain. Uh, but those are both, at the very least, available on HBO Max, and I be- actually believe they are both on Criterion Channel as well. So if we're going to do a little twofer. Haven't done that since, like, episode 35 or something. So I'm kind of excited. And these both look goofy. So Yeah. I think you were pretty spot on about the Mr. Bean thing, too. But yeah. we'll get yelled at by uh, Someone. the French when we get by there. The oh, we are not like Mr. Monsoir Bean. <laughs> I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> uh, I'm actually yeah, terrible but, at a French accent. They're hard. It's a hard accent. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we get France on the Eat Baguette and live. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> we're going to watch Monsoir Who Last Holiday and Mon Uncle. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.